Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, trailblazer and growth architect. Today, you are going to get to know one of the world's foremost experts in customer service, John DeJulius. I can't wait. You're going to discover how you can succeed and thrive in the relationship economy. Today's episode is brought to you by Convergo, a team helping entrepreneurial companies develop and implement revenue growth plans. If you want to accelerate your growth while building processes that allow the growth to be sustainable, you'll want to meet the team at Convergo. Just go to www.convergo.co to learn how other entrepreneurial companies are growing faster. Our guest today, John DeJulius, is the authority on world-class customer service. He's the chief revolution officer of the DeJulius Group, a customer experience consulting firm that helps clients to become the brand their customers can't live without, all while making price irrelevant. John is a keynote speaker, an international customer experience consultant, and best-selling author of four books, including The Relationship Economy. John has worked with world-class companies like Ritz-Carlton, Lexus, Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, as well as our friends at EO and YPO. John, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It is great to have you here. Thank you, Daryl. It's an honor to be on. Well, this is such a great topic, the relationship economy. And you believe that right now we are living in the middle of a relationship economy. Unpack what that means to you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny that, you know, with the digital revolution that we've been experiencing for the last 15 years, it only got accelerated in the last two years. Um, you know, our people skills are, you know, nothing like they used to be. And we're living in the touchscreen age. And a lot of people think that's generation specific. And it's not. I mean, you know, while we do have, you know, the 30 and unders that maybe, you know, weren't forced to have the people skills that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, shouldn't be aging you, but me that I grew <laughs> up. You on. can go ahead. <laughs> I'll take um, it. But all, all generations um, are more reliant on technology, are on social media, using, you know, all the apps and all the things which, uh, you know, the, the um, technology is not the enemy, but using it to, you know, remove the human touch is. And so as a result, you know, none of us have the inherent people skills or all our people skills are declining, which mm -hmm. is, you know, kind of caused a relationship, relationship deficit in our personal and professional lives. Well, and then we add on the last couple of years, right? We're not just a touchscreen uh, world anymore. We're also, for our friends in, in sales in particular, so much of the interaction now has been across the screen and, and all of that. It seems like in some ways, uh, relationship skills are at it maybe an all-time low, but also they're, they've never been more important than they are right now. And it seems like we've got to reframe things like how do we build rapport? How do you develop relationship in this world that we're living in? And, and, and that's it. I did a, a, a TED talk called Meet as Strangers, Leave as Friends. And, and what it, it, you know, I talk about it in that and in the book 
is there is no greater skill that we can work on on a daily basis that will have a bigger impact in our personal and professional lives than the ability to build an instant rapport with someone else, whether it's a stranger, acquaintance, friend, coworker, client, you name it. I think we all agree to that, but the, the problem is that's not taught anywhere. It's not taught mm-hmm. at home anymore. It's, it's not uh, uh, you know, taught in school. The only place you know it, it's being taught is good businesses. And you know we, we have to realize at no fault of their own, employees, future generation employees will not have the people skills that you know we would like them to have. So the best types of companies make that a part of their their soft skill orientation training, which is, is which is really important. I love that. And actually earlier today uh, with Selling from the Heart, many of our listeners know I also co-host the Selling from the Heart podcast. We were doing a live stream about trust enablement and giving the skills to our sales professionals. I think this goes across the whole company. Uh, but if you look at sales in particular, you know, we're bringing salespeople into our sales teams and you know, we'll train them in product knowledge. We'll give them the sales sales training. But do they have the skills necessary to develop rapport, to drive conversation, to create and sustain relationships? And I think the answer, the research that I read in the relationship economy is the answer is maybe not, <laughs> probably not. Or maybe we should at least assume that this is a category of, of development that we need to invest in uh, our salespeople and all of the people who who interact with our clients. Yeah, and Simon Sinek says it best. Stop calling it soft skills, call it human skills. Mm-hmm. And I always say, you know, I'll ask a, a, a question to leaders. I'll say, if you hire one of my sons, I have three boys, uh, all, you know, between uh, 19 and 29, hire one of them tomorrow to, to work in a customer-facing, uh, interacting position. How much training will you give them before you let them start interacting with your client, guest, tenant, whatever they may be. And, um, you know, some people say two days, two weeks, two months. That's actually not the, the, the answer I'm looking for yet. I'll say, all right, of the 40 hours or 400 hours or 4,000 hours, how much of his technical product knowledge, processes, all that, um, and how much it is, is it uh, building a rapport, uh, displaying compassion and empathy, making a brilliant comeback, when they drop the ball. And, and in most cases, it's 98, 99%, the, the technical and the, the 1% might be, you know, young Daryl, see the sign in the back. It says we are customer centric, do that. And right. <laughs> you tell a hundred people to go above and beyond right. or you're going to get a hundred personal interpretations. So right. we have to remove that, those personal interpretations. I think that's, that's really, really the heart of it. And I love, you know, we, get to work with companies, helping them map out customer experience uh, from a sales and marketing perspective. And thinking through that proactively is a really, really helpful thing uh, because you're right. You can point to the um, sign on the wall or you can point to the values of the organization. And I hope you do, but like, how does that translate to real world experience? And what are some ways that you're seeing companies successfully make that bridge between the <laughs> sign on the wall and the values and actually delivering, you know, an incredible customer, bless you, an incredible customer experience. 
Well, I, I think it, it, it's about, you know, I think there's five key things in the relationship economy. And, and you know, uh, hopefully I remember all five right now because I'm not looking at a slide deck that I could. Fortunately, I have the book right here, okay, John. Yeah, We're yeah, going to yeah, keep yeah. you accountable is, and <laughs> we'll be a resource. How about that? There you go. Um, but, you know, the first one is, is authenticity. Um, yeah. and I'll go back to them. Uh, the second one is curiosity, mm -hmm. um, having insatiable curiosity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the third one is, is, is must love people. Uh, the fifth one is, uh, 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 the fourth one is, is empathy. And then the, the, the fifth one is um, being, being a, a listener, great, right? Being a great, great listener. listener. Thank you. Thank and you. a great reader. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so first thing I say is, listen, I believe four or five of those can be taught. Um, now, if um, if you're interviewing and you find you know a candidate with any of those or all of those, that's frosty on the cake. Right. The one I don't think you could teach, and and, and where an interview process has to filter out is the love for others. Like mm. if if I genuinely don't enjoy being around people and people annoy me and you know all those things. 10,000 hours of training me isn't going to change, move that needle. So right. we do have to have those to catch. But let's talk about, you know, authenticity, especially in sales. Today, people have a BS detector. They know if, mm -hmm. you know, you have a hidden agenda and you're just trying to, you know, throw up and, and, and get me to buy something that, you know, you didn't even ask the right questions. Like I'm not even, you know, in that, that type of business where I need it versus, um, I like, I always like to use this example that you may have read in my book, but now it's, it's, it's not, I think it's not as good of an example because it might be true. So I talk about um, the proverbial foxhole um, or, or I'm sorry, a bomb shelter um, that you know, our parents and grandparents used to build during the world wars, right? Well, now it's, you know, I used to joke cause that, you know, didn't think that was a, 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 a possibility, but right. I always say, um, let's say, however, think about this, that the, the, your, your client, your CEO that you're, 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 you're supporting that their bomb shelter only seats two people. How sure are you that you have one of those spots in your CEO's bomb shelter? So it's, it, 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 it you know, we discuss that we, how you become that, that partner that, that, you know, businesses can't live without. Right. And, yeah. and knowing their top three priorities, being a resource broker uh, for anything they need, meaning, you know, if they want to paint their all, well, you know, uh, corporate walls, a new color. While you or I probably know very little about interior design. We know someone that does. Right. And they know they can come to us for that. You know, so, you know, other things, they should never meet anyone smarter at what we do than us. And, and we're always reminding them that, you know, so all those things. So. Well, I, I love going back to the, the one of the things you said really fascinated me here of these five things, four of them can be taught. So when we think about being authentic, being a good listener, being obsessively curious, having incredible empathy, those things can be taught. And I'm assuming caught as well. What are what are smart organizations doing to equip uh, their organizations, their people? to be good at this. I'm curious what you've seen out yeah. there that's worked well. So the best thing, you know, I have seen that we do with all our, our clients is uh, for empathy is, and they can be, I don't know about you, Daryl, but I was horrible at all these things. I, I really enjoyed people, always mm -hmm. enjoyed people, but 
and I didn't have empathy for you. You know, I, I didn't, you know, I was just like, you know, deal, dude, you know, you're just, you know, be like, when I was 19, 21, I didn't realize what you were, you know, dealing with in your life. And, and right. someone taught me that. Um, I wasn't curious. I wanted to talk about uh, two things, uh, customer service and baseball, right? The expos. Um, and if I, if we ever went out to dinner with another couple and that, that gentleman that we were going out to dinner with didn't like my two topics. I, I, I didn't want to go. Right. Right. It wasn't what I wanted to talk about. So I know sadly from confession that these things can be taught. So, so uh, first empathy, we, we help, uh, um, and, and any of your listeners can do this is, um, um, create a day in the life of your customer and what mm-hmm. are they going through at home or at work before they pick up the phone, before they get on the Zoom, before they pull into your parking lot, that, you know, should make us realize, man, Daryl really needs me today in two ways. One, he needs me just to be present and in the moment because everyone's like, you know, rushing him and make him feel like knacks in a transaction and saying no, and it's against our policy and all that stuff. And then the second thing, as I see Daryl, my client, um, you know, trying to be successful in his job, my expertise can really come in and, you know, make him be more successful, make him look great to his boss, make him look great to his client. So that really helps when, when you help your, your, your employees and yourself realize all the things our clients have going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and with curiosity, you know, uh, we always say, um, you know, I, I love to ask people uh, how many people, you know, in the audience think they're really good at building an instant rapport with others and you know everyone raises their hand i say bs i said well it's not that i don't believe you You got to prove it to me right because if we met at starbucks or or at a networking event or whatever the thing was and we spoke for 15 minutes or 25 minutes it doesn't mean i I built a rapport with you because i could have been talking to you about me for that 25 minutes and Mm -hmm. listen we're all pre you know coded to be preoccupied with what's going on in our life. It's my flight that was delayed. It's my son that got in trouble. And so that's a hard urge when Daryl says, John, how you doing? And I tell you, right? Yeah. Not do that. So we always say, if we have a three minute conversation or a 30 minute conversation, you have to know two or more things of the other person's Ford, F-O-R-D. And if I learn two or more things of Daryl's Ford, um, you know, from Canada, uh, used to go to the Expos games with his dad, you know, and 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 all those things. Met a uh, a beautiful woman from uh, the south. Uh, all those things. I, uh, you know, that's what everyone's Ford is. What we geek out about, right? Yeah, yeah. Family, occupation, mm-hmm. recreation, and dreams. So when I'm focused on you know finding out someone's Ford, it makes make me less likely to tell you about woe is me and you know all the things going on in my life. I love it, and that curiosity becomes curiosity. And I'm speaking um, as a recovering sales rep myself, and I'm down to therapy twice a month. It's going <laughs> really well. But to all my sales friends, you know that curiosity. We, we were trained to have curiosity about, you know, things like, hey, John, what's your pain, <laughs> right? What's Rather than having, yeah, right, what keep, uh, don't, worst sales question ever. <laughs> but we're, we were trained to have curiosity about that, but to actually have curiosity that comes out of loving people and going, okay, I want to know about your family, your occupation, recreation. Uh, you know, I want to know about 
that. I want to, I want to know about your dreams. Um, and to, to note those things as they come up and pay attention to them. I just think it's beautiful. Um, that's a great practice inside sales. And I see that you're coaching companies to have everybody doing that across the company, which is just amazing. Uh, just you know, we talked about Daryl earlier, it might have been before we got on, but with Zoom, right? We're all mm -hmm. in the or, or virtual world. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not getting in your office anymore like I used to, or what but, sure you are. Right. Like, <laughs> look behind I'm, me, right? Yes. Yes. You know, a lot of times I see what college you graduate from and like right. look at that beach. You know, oh, we just got back from Maui. And like, you know, but sometimes we're so focused that we're not paying attention to all the great um, customer intelligence that people have behind them. I love it. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I was having a moment remembering, I don't know about you when I read books, sometimes I remember like when something really stands out, I remember where I was, I was sitting in the baggage claim waiting. I was on my way to a conference. I was waiting for my books to come out of the baggage claim in the box. And I read a section of the relationship economy where you said that, you made a really powerful point about young people coming into the workforce and serving clients who are maybe older or high income people, young people who have just graduated from college and dined at establishments like Taco Bell. Applebee's, right? Applebee's is a big I, night, I, right? I to, right? Like, yeah, we're fine dining. We're going to Applebee's. I'm, I'm right. We're going to splurge tonight, right? That was college. I don't know if I ever, I think we, I went to Chili's a couple times while I was right. in college, but um, but now we're asking them to go serve uh, high net worth clients who are used to flying first class, staying at Ritz Carlton, and uh, you know, and so. It seems like uh, that what really stood out to me is, wow, the gap between a new to the workforce person in sales, let's just stick with sales here, um, or marketing as well, that is trying to communicate with somebody who is, you know, decades ahead of them, but also comes, lives in a world that's very, very different, um, that gap, when I saw that in the book, I just almost gasped. I was like, wow, yes. How do we tell a Taco Bell college graduate, how do we help someone like that discover how to communicate with a C-level executive and deliver that level of experience? Yeah, and, 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 and that's one of the biggest disconnects is we think that customer experience and, and all these things are, are common sense. Mm -hmm. And I want to, I think the, I love the golden rule as a, you know, a, 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 you know, in itself, but I think it's a horrible compass for your customer service. Hmm. You don't want my 19 year old son <laughs> to treat your clients right. the way he wants to be treated. Right. He's like, dude, what's up? And right. you know, you'll say, you know, Bo, can you, <laughs> can you pull your jeans up and maybe wear a belt? Right. right. Yeah. But that's where he's at right now. That's the circle he's running it. But you give them the, the you know some training. You tell them what your non-negotiables are. You teach them what you know world class looks like, and you know he he could be a rock star. Um, but there is that disconnect. The kids um, parking cars at the Ritz Carlton um, have never stayed at a Ritz Carlton. 
Um, they, 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 they're driving eight year old, uh, cars like, like we did when we were 21. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're not, you know, even though they're parking Lamborghinis and Maseratis and anything that ends with a vowel, um, you know, they don't know what that's like and they don't, you know, and then we also could judge people like, oh, you're staying at the Ritz Carlton. Your life is grand for you. You know, right. you don't have problems. Why are you complaining that, you know, it took me an extra seven minutes to get your car, right? I mean, we, we can make those judgments. And so that's why it goes back to the day in the life of a client. That could be a huge CEO that has a, a meeting with a venture capitalist or a big potential uh, client that could change the course. You know, he could become Uber tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah, that CEO uh, had to lay off a quarter of the workforce right. because the board of directors said, do this. Right. And 100%. so, or, and that CEO, I used to have a salespeople. I remember uh, just back in my days of being a sales leader, you'd have that young sales professional come back to the office crestfallen. They didn't get the deal or they can't move the deal forward. And like, I just don't understand. We were going to save them $37 a month. And, uh, you know, to which you go, that guy you were talking to paid more than that to park his car for lunch, right? right? (laughs) Like, let's connect to something bigger than uh, than that. Uh, But if you're 21 years old, the $37 per month might be really helpful. 10 hours of work or or, or five, who knows what it is. Right. Yeah. Well, I love the day. I love the day in the life of what was 10 hours of work when you and I were uh, a bit of a wage. Um, but I love the day in the life of, I think that's an incredible, incredibly powerful um, training and development concept for anybody, but certainly marketing and sales professionals. And this is why I'm, I'm at raving fan advocate of getting marketing people out in the field with clients, salespeople get out in the field with their clients, but getting marketing people out there so that you're able to to understand, like, it's not just a buyer persona that you wrote down on a piece of paper. Right. But you, you know, DoorDash you- just announced, I don't know if you saw it, that everyone at headquarters from engineers to the CEO have to have to deliver one day a month. Think about that because DoorDash is really. Saw that. Someone the- quit over that too, by the way. That was, that was the headline. Well, which is pretty <laughs> sad. Like you said, that, you know, so it's you, but their, their primary customer is really the drivers, right? Right. And so mm-hmm. now you get to see what it's like to be a driver and maybe a consumer screaming at you because the order screwed up. It's late. It's cold. It's war, whatever it's, it, it wasn't supposed to be. But that's exactly what you're saying. Now you can go back to headquarters and you realize the impact. We call them invisible service providers, people who mm-hmm. don't touch or come in contact with the customer, but affect the people that do. And usually they don't understand. No fault of their own. They don't understand um, you know, what, what, you know, it, how hard the job is for the people that are coming in contact with the customer. Yeah, that's, that's really, really powerful. John, uh, one thing that you and I both have in common is, is we both are engaged with the entrepreneur's operating system and our businesses and traction and all of that. And one of the core parts <laughs> of the entrepreneur's operating system and traction is process. Um, or for my fellow Canadian friends, process, right? Yeah. We want yes. process. It's good. I, I was joking that I, you know, when I was a kid in London, Ontario, we could turn our TV antenna just the right way and pick up Cleveland television. So, <laughs> little known fact. But when we think of, of process um, and customer experience and in delivering that incredible service, 
Um, how do those two things go together? Because there's one part that feels like process, which I'm a huge believer in, is pretty stiff and um, can somewhat feel impersonal. How do we build like the the personal touch into process? Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta marry the two, and and, and you gotta be brilliant at the basics. The only time, to me, process um, operational is remembered is when it's screwed up, right? So if I yeah. order something from you, books, and I get them in two to three days, and I, I ordered 20, I got 20. I'm not like calling people saying, oh my God, you wouldn't believe right. Daryl sent me the right number it's of books. Incredible. Right. Now, <laughs> if they don't come or they come and there's only 10 or they're the right. wrong books, right? The only time process is memorable is when it's screwed up. If you make an appointment, and for three o'clock on Wednesday, you come in and you're, I'm here for, we have you. Again, you're not saying, oh my God, this is the greatest place ever. So I'm not de-emphasizing the product. got to be brilliant at the basics. But most people are, are, are doing that, that you're competing with. You know, if I order, you know, uh, widgets from anyone, mm -hmm. 99 times out of 100, I'm going to get the order accurate and, and right. And so there's no differentiator. Now, if you can personalize it mm -hmm. and and do something to that. Hope the the spring in Cleveland is 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 warming up for you. And you're like, how did he know? Well, it was in your address that we were shipping to, right? But it's like you know something like that. You know, it's going on LinkedIn before we have a call and finding out you know the mutual friends or uh, the, the connections or where you graduated from or, or whatever that looks like. And today, um, you know, adding the experiential. Um, it's like when you check into a hotel the, you know, two things or three things we always get asked is, uh, you know, credit card and, and ID, right? Mm -hmm. And then they make us, uh, you know, initial the room rate and date of departure and they hand us our keys. That's great. It's not great. It's, it's what we expect. It's not memorable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if they also say, you know, welcome back, Mr. Amy, right? How'd they know? Well, the, the computer said right. he's been here before, even yeah. though this could be the receptionist's second week and right. you haven't been here in a year, but it's it starter. And they say, how was your trip in from, you know, Utah? Um, how do you know that? Well, I handed you my, 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 my uh, uh, driver's license. It's right. not like you had to go stalk me and, 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 and get a restraining order to find <laughs> out this stuff. So right. it's low hanging fruit mm -hmm. that shouldn't take any more time. Shouldn't add any more complexity, but it's a wow to the customer. I think that's great. And, you know, if you think in the context of sales, and by the way, right before our, our conversation, I was just totally enjoying your conversation with Matt Dixon, Revenue Growth Podcast alumni, challenger, a customer, author, challenger, sale, just massive, massive uh, fans and, and respect for that. But if you think about sales and you think about the role of a sales professional, um, what can a sales professional do? I, I personally believe that a sales professional has incredible control or an incredible opportunity to contribute to customer experience, obviously early on um, in that customer's prospects experience with a comp company in ways that really a lot of a lot of people can't, right? This is really, really um, a great opportunity. What would what advice would you give to sales professionals and their leaders in terms of creating um, something that is meaningful, memorable, or uh, inspirational? 
You know, I, I, to me, and, and you certainly know this this area better, but I, I think the curiosity and listening is really important, and, and they they kind of blend in. It you know, there's a thing, it, it, insatiable curiosity. You know, my definition for this is if if if, if someone asks a question, mm-hmm. it doesn't ask two to three follow up questions. Odds are they weren't listening. Right. And it's like, you know, hey, where are you from? Good. You want to know where I'm from? Right. Because I just right. you know, wanted to answer it. Yes. And it was just kind of a setup so we could talk about me, my favorite topic. Right. So you, we, we should try to live by the four to one ratio of questions asked versus answered. And oh, my God. Yeah, you get someone talking, they're going to tell you more than, you know, any research you could ever do on them. Um, and then, like, you know, the listening skills, um, you know, uh, Listen like you're wrong is a, is is a great one. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah, it's a hard one. Um, but right. you know, but but listen like you're like, like maybe instead of like, oh my god, you just ticked me off, and I want to tell you why your opinion or idea is totally wrong. Deci- and everything is decisive today, right? With yeah, with politics and vaccinations and COVID and you know, you name it. And Instead, just say, I wonder if he, you know, he has a point. And let me listen. What if he's he's going to add something to mm. my so so doing things like that, um, um, you know, just making sure you're making the the uh, person talking the centerpiece, um, being an active listener, um, asking more clarifying questions. You know, tell me more about that, Daryl. Like, where did that come from? How, how did you? come up with that. And, and, you know, I just think people love that and they love, you know, who they, they, you know, we, we all choose to do business with people we like, or you better be the cheapest. Right. Right. Yeah. And in the things that matter, it's going to be, it's going to be more of the like and trust side of things in this whole book. And by the way, I, I think that the relationship economy is one of the best sales books I've read mm. recently to which you smile and say, this isn't a sales book, but it actually is. It's one of the best books in terms of, of connection and authentic relationship, which, which I believe is at the core of sales success. So I, I am a huge fan. I highly recommend uh, the relationship economy. I'm almost handing them out like candy, John. So, <laughs> and I'm really thankful that uh, our mutual friend, Dave Sanderson, was curious enough uh, to begin asking me, about uh, what what made me tick, and when he when I said customer experience, he said you got to get to know John, and I'm so glad he. I'm the glad he did too. He's a great guy. Amazing, amazing. Well, John, I want to say a sincere thank you for sharing time with us. How can people get more John DeJulius in their lives? Uh, the DeJulius Group dot com. Um, the DJulius Group.com, D-I-J-U-L-A-U-S uh, group. And then, you know, on there, you know, or John DeJulius on all the social media channels and, you know, post blogs and quotes and videos every day on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff. Awesome. And you got to check out the uh, Customer Service Revolution podcast as well. That episode with Matt Dixon was fantastic. John, thank you. Uh, You're a true inspiration, and I really, really appreciate you sharing time with us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Really, really cool. And thank you to everybody in the Revenue Growth Podcast uh, audience. It's great to hear from you. I'm deeply appreciative of everybody who's liking, commenting, and most of all, leaving reviews on the podcast. It helps us spread the word. We've got an amazing roster of guests coming up this spring, so make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. 
And uh, we've got uh, really, if this is an important time right now, and I think the things that John shared with us today, I want to challenge you to get a copy of The Relationship Economy and think strategically about how you can integrate these ideas to improve not only your sales and marketing, but customer service across your entire organization. I know you're going to find value there and it's going to make you better. We've got a lot of exciting things coming up, so keep at it, keep going. And as we say every week, let's get going and let's get growing. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.